right, guys, and welcome to Odds on UEFA qualifications for the World Cup. Another match day in the middle of the week, the last one in this international break. So let's analyze the best 10 games, of course, with Dani Fisichella and with you. Let me know what you think in the comment section. And if you like our videos, don't forget, click on the like, subscribe and click on the bell to get notifications. And now let's go on with the show. Last round of fixtures in the UEFA qualifications for the World Cup. We saw some surprises again in the weekend, but overall, Danny, we could make some money out of your tips. How are you, Danny? Very well, richer than a week ago. Uh, six out of ten, not a bad score. Uh, but you know, this is. Uh, I think there are going to be more surprises now on game day six because you know three fixtures in a row, a lot of changes, a very demanding schedule, a lot of travels, uh, fixture congestions, and already some teams are pretty much out of the next World Cup. So tell me if in the first one we are going to see surprises. We are going to start analyzing the Group A. Here we have Serbia and Portugal with 10 points. And Portugal, they are traveling to Baku to play against Azerbaijan. Of course, a weak team, only one point. The one obtained against uh, Ireland. Uh, but Portugal, they are not great in this qualification round. They could rest it in the weekend. At least they didn't play an official game. They played a friendly game. But Danny, uh, we saw them struggling against Ireland. And overall, they are not great again in this qualification round. Do you see travel here for Portugal? I don't think trouble as such in terms of defeating or dropping points, but I can't see a great game and exciting games from Portugal also because they miss Ronaldo, suspended, he's already in Manchester uh, taking selfies under uh, the sun. So they beat Qatar 3-1 in unfriendly, pretty meaningless, uh, very disappointing against Ireland, Portugal, uh, lack of precision in the passes, in the moving, movement, they look sluggish and they only needed, you know, in the end, two headers from Ronaldo to rescue the three point. I think Portugal played better in the second half once Adrian Silva joined in the attack. I think they need a center forward there. Jota is not providing the same presence in the area, especially when Ronaldo drifts on the left too much. By the way, Adrian Silva score against Qatar. I think he's going to have a good season this season again for Leipzig. Fernando Santos in the end put Gonzalo Guedes from Valencia and João Mario in the second half to have more pressure, to put more crosses in the box. In the end, the things paid off because they score from true crosses. But at the back, they were in trouble. I saw Pepe struggling a lot against Adamida and Connolly from Ireland. So, you know, I'm sure they need to rejuvenate the team a little bit. Azerbaijan, great point in Ireland. I don't think they even hoped to get a point there. They are ranked 112th in the world, yet they ended Ireland hope to qualify for the World Cup. Uh, Ireland created a lot of chances, couldn't convert him. But what Azerbaijan did, they deflated them. They brought the rhythm of the of the game slowly, slow, with composite passes, slow passes, very confident, you know. So a great point for them. Now they play at home, uh, no clean sheet in the last eight for Azerbaijan. In the reverse fixture, though, it was only one nil to Portugal, thanks to an own goal. So I think uh, Azerbaijan, 
often get beaten, but they don't get trashed. And they rarely, rarely concede more than two goals. The last time was in June 2019, almost a year and a half ago. I'm going to be cautious with this one. Under three goals, 1.98. So if there are three goals, you get your money back. Less than three goals, you're winning 198. Ah, I thought you were going for Asian handicap plus something for Azerbaijan also. Seeing the really high odds for Azerbaijan, this is another option in case they are not beaten by many goals. If someone wants to check that market, then let's go to Ireland, Serbia, because Serbia, they are challenging the first position of Portugal. 10 points so far, they were able to draw against Portugal, for instance, they thrust uh, Luxembourg with Mitrovic, the star scoring a breast, and now they should win in Dublin. Uh, Danny, we already mentioned how poor Ireland is uh, in this qualification round. Remember that they even lost at home against Luxembourg. And you know, under Stephen Kenny, things are simply not working, or maybe not just yet. Only one win in 16 games, and that was in a friendly against Andorra, 15 games without a win. So against Azerbaijan, they went out very attacking, completely the opposite of what they did in Portugal, obviously. Three forwards that, you know, they were all part of the under-21 team that the same Kenny managed back in the years, Parrot, Connolly, Adamida. So very young team, but inexperienced. They miss the chances, they're not ruthless in front of goal. And then that in the end is costing them a lot of points. Also against Portugal, they had the chance to make it 2-0 and close the game. Connolly missed a couple of sitters. But he's a young team, you know, uh, things can only improve for Ireland if Stephen Kenny is given the time, is launching a lot of young players, you know, Gavin Bazzuno, 19 years old, the keeper had a good game against Portugal, that must uh, be said. But, you know, with Ireland, sometimes I think they do well only in those games when they can sit deep and break on the counter. So the only when there is almost a fortapash assault against their goals. But when they need to dominate possession, create chances, so far they've been disappointing. We were looking about, we were talking about the lack of scoring. Score only seven in the last 15 games. Now, four of them have been scored by defenders. So that's already, you know, is, is, is an alarm. Duffy scored two. Five of these seven goals, they were scored inside the last five minutes of the games so they often concede early and then score late or no so you know there isn't much there and you know they're gonna they're gonna play a serbian team managed by uh, one of the greatest of the 90s a dragon pixie stojkovic he wants to play beautiful football and he's managing it i think because you know results are on his side they only lost one in the last seven a friendly to japan they won comfortably over the weekend he's got a lot of talents especially up front yes mitrovic but they got blauvic as well who can come in the midfielder a lot of quality milinkovic savic uh, kostic and i'm sure i'm forgetting uh, someone else uh, so you know a lot of talents there great odds for serbia to win 226 go for it and let's go to another interesting group group f starting with austria scotland here they must win at least to challenge the second spot that right now is in power of a surprising israel and we already said uh, on friday danny be careful with the trip to Haifa, in this case for Austria, oh my god, they were thrust 5-2 uh, and now again they are really risking to go to the World Cup after the good uh, Euro, they must win 
this game against Scotland, but we know that Scotland, they are not as easy as they should be. They got a suffer victory, 1-0 against Moldova, and before they were defeated 2-0 against Denmark. Uh, if you fancy Austria, the odds are not bad, actually, especially because they are playing at home, 1.9. A must win for Scotland, uh, for Austria, and for Scotland as well. But for Austria, was the worst performance under the management of Franco Foda in the last couple of years. Uh, you know, they conceded many goals against Israel from stupid, poor defensive mistakes. Uh, let's not forget also in these qualifiers, they also conceded four against Denmark. It is a team that lately is not keeping many clean sheets, whereas before that was their strong point. Not very spectacular side, Austria, but at least they were keeping tight and neat at the back. Now, if they start conceding for a team that also in these qualifiers misses Sabitzer, one of the best players, and they also had Baumgartner injured, you know, out of a sudden they look very, very uh, fragile. So I haven't got great feelings for Scott, for Austria to see them in the next World Cup. However, they face Scotland, and Scotland have an issue with scoring. They lack goals. They only scored two in the last five games. And unfortunately, with the Scottish team, it takes them a lot of efforts, a lot of chances before scoring goals. I was looking at interesting stats. In the past five fixtures, they have scored only two goals from 62 attempts. So the good news is that they get there, they create chances. You know, they are up with the top teams in terms of chances created the ball in the box, they just don't uh, convert them. And there was the same story against Moldova. Very nervy win, only one nil against the side that is 175th in the world. They missed so many good chances. First 45 minutes, they were okay. Then they were disjoint in the second half. And, you know, um, yes, they dominated the midfielder. Billy Gilmore was excellent. Uh, Lyndon Dykes scores again for, for club and country so far this season. But are they going to score enough to progress and to make into the work? into the World Cup, you know, when they have to face a tough opposition. Let's not forget they were outclassed by Denmark earlier in these qualifying rounds. But uh, because the way Austria is looking, and I see there is a very good double chance here, X2 Scotland, so either a draw or a win for Scotland in uh, Vienne, 2 -10. Then uh, the top two teams in this group are Denmark and Israel. Denmark, all victories, 15 points. Israel, 10 points. And the good thing for both is that they are scoring a lot. 17 goals scored by Denmark, 14 for Israel. So, Danny, of course, Denmark is big favorite here, but perhaps we can see goals, especially seeing how Israel is performing lately. And one interesting player, Sahabi, uh, the player now in PSV, five goals in this international break for him. Yeah, absolutely. Zahavi and Abur as well. They're having great uh, seasons uh, so far. 17 goals in the last six games for uh, both of them. So yes, you know, uh, Rutensteiner uh, team scores a lot, uh, but you know, um, they could be the surprise, the surprise package of, of, of this of this group. They are very attacking minded. Let's not forget though in the reverse fixture they lost 2-0 to Denmark. So that could tell you that there is a bit of difference in class with these two teams. And now they play 
in Denmark uh, and Denmark you know they basically rested uh, players because they had to play for her uh, they made nine changes to the teams that beat Scotland especially midfielders so uh, there were a lot of youngsters playing and actually uh, you know uh, they only scored once Farrer were reduced to 10 men thanks to wind so uh, you know at the end they had to resort to a little bit experience to come away with the three points but surely they didn't suffer uh, too much so they have the advantage of being a little bit more rested Israel careful when they travel because they only lost one of the last six away games actually they won four and because both teams are very attacking minded I said that before also with Denmark is one of the teams that create more chances that always ends the actions with a cross or a shot both to score 250 seems to me a great odd for me as well i completely agree uh, faroe island denmark that's uh, a derby actually yes. uh, then let's move on to group d here we have france on top of the group and finland they are second and they are playing together but finland they have five points or so four less than france but two games in hand and we are saying danny uh, along this week that we expected or we hoped that the, the Shams men were going to react after the disappointment of the Euros, but this is not happening to draws uh, against Bosnia at home and in the weekend against Ukraine away, whereas Finland, the last game was a victory against Kazakhstan with Pojampalo scoring the winner. That's why they are second in this very tight group. Uh, so do you expect France to react in this third uh, match? They must do, otherwise it's real crisis uh, for them and I know if this champs might change formation because you know what he's put on the pitch in the last two games it didn't quite work a France that is really complacent you know they're almost half asleep I watched the game against Ukraine they almost need somebody to shake them off after 25 minutes and say hey by the way look the game started you need to concentrate a little bit more they almost wait to concede before they start playing in fact against Ukraine they conceded again go from Shaparenko fifth consecutive time they they concede the opener under the champ that's a negative record I think also some of the players were out of position you had Griezmann playing as a number 10, Coman playing as second striker, uh, then uh, Martial was drifting from the center forward position into the right, so they weren't probably put together. Then it got better when Benzema, who's not fully fit, came on, so they, they improved. In the end, they, they managed to equalize with Martial, scored only his second goal in 29 appearance for France, so I'm not sure he's going to start against Finland when they desperately need goals. Pogba didn't have a great game, was very nervous. In the end, they hit the post with the AB, but I think 1-1 was the fair result with Ukraine. And they play a Finland team that we know, um, this is not spectacular. We saw it at the Euros. They're very tight, compact. They don't create many chances. They make it hard for oppositions to score. You know, they won at, uh, at the weekend uh, and, uh, you know, they come from after a nil-nil against Wales in a friendly. So usually with Finland is one nil, nil, nil. 
2-1, but you know, it's quite tight games. In fact, they only scored two in the last five games, conceded five goals, lost the last three away games. So I think a win for France is definitely on the card. You need to consider it, but considering the recent struggles of the champions, Finland, Asian handicap plus two, 1.92. So if France wins 1-0, 2-1 with one goal margin, you're winning 192. If France wins with two goals margin, you get your money back. And let's move on to Group G. And here we have a very important game, Netherlands Turkey, especially after Netherlands uh, missing some major tournaments and having a complicated group. This is a must win also for Van Hal's uh, men, because if they beat Turkey, they come on top of the group after a difficult start. Remember that they lost uh, 4-2 in Istanbul in the reverse fixture. But Danny, the things can be positive for Van Hal after the first game at home, 4-0 victory against Montenegro. The uh, Pie scored a brace. Uh, remember that before they drew against Norway, so they are having a tough international break af actually after these uh, three games where Starkey is still on top they beat of course uh, Gibraltar in the weekend 0-3 well, you say, of course, but you know, they had them, they had them issues, and even against Gibraltar, they missed the penalty after two minutes. Then the first half was goalless, was nil nil. Yeah. Uh, Gibraltar sat deeper and deeper and deeper. In the second half, uh, Senol Gunes had to put on the most experienced player, Charanoglu, Karamana, Dervisoglu, and they unlocked the game. The game changed. Let's not forget, this is a Turkey team, it's very young, uh, you know. Very few players have more than 26 years old. Some of them, actually, they even lack game time in their own clubs. If you took Aya, the centre-back from Sassuolo, only has played one minute so far in the season, and he's a starter in the, in the national team. Demiral, the other centre-back, only played one game for Atalanta, still needs to get to grip with the new uh, team. So he's a Turkey in the lacks experience that is growing, but he's got mistakes on it. Same as the Netherlands, you know, deserved win, of course, against Montenegro, but Montenegro had their chances due to some sloppy defending. And this is the, the sloppy Netherlands we saw in the Euros as well, when they push too, too high at the pitch, they don't keep a good a straight line, uh, they allow runners from a midfielder. So against against Montenegro there was no Van Dijk. He is being given a rest, so he will play this one. A debut for Tarel Malasia from Feyenoord, the left back. Uh, good. The good fact is that they kept a clean sheet, fourth clean sheet in seven games. But you know these clean sheets often came against small teams. Other good news for Netherlands is that Depay he keeps scoring, is the ninth goal in nine games so far this season, and now he's got 30 for his country. So these are teams that both have mistakes in them at the back. They can switch off sometimes, uh, but they can score goals. So, you know, both to score, two or five, seems a good luck to me. Then from this very interesting game the, with Van Gaal in charge of the new Orange, let's go to Iceland, Germany. We saw uh, Flicks men uh, thrashing Armenia 6-0 after the, well, not great debut, we can say, against Liechtenstein. They had a great uh, home game and now they face Iceland, Danny. They stopped uh, North Macedonia 2-2 after losing uh, before 
I mean, they were losing in the game uh, zero two. So here, uh, Iceland is a team that they actually struggle a lot to score. Perhaps we can see Germany winning two nil in this important game because after the victory against Armenia, Germany, as we all expected, they are topping their group with 12 points. They're top of the group. They will stay top of the group. They done it in style. Uh, finally, we saw Germany clicking. You know, they played at home in Stuttgart against the home crowd. Flick said they played with joy in the end in front of the home uh, crowd. And you know, uh, he made six changes to the team that beat Liechtenstein, so he can still uh, finding you know, the best player for the best position, but he's got a lot of depth in his squad, bringing young players in as well. Uh, they could have scored more, more goals in the end. It could have been more uh, than 6-0. I was wrong in my prediction. I said Armenia is an handicap plus three. Well, that was already gone after uh, 40 uh, minutes. Uh, but, you know, also Flick could be pleased. Back-to-back clean sheets. Okay, it was only Armenia and Liechtenstein, but they conceded in every one of the last seven games under your in love. So yes, your tips Germany to win the nil is what I'm going to uh, follow as well. Iceland, in the end, they show some pride against North Macedonia. They were 2-0 down, managed to score the 2-2. By the way, Gudjonsson son scored. The manager is Gudjonsson. Gudjonsson himself, you remember, he once came off, uh, came on for his dad. So, you know, it's uh, he, he's all the Gudjonsson came in. They, they put himself on the pitch, but, you know, well done to them. Uh, Bjarnason from Iceland in the very last minute cleared off the line an effort from North Macedonia, so they could have even lost in the last minute. They're very leaky at the back, conceded 14 in the last eight. Yes, Germany to win in style, Germany to win to nil, 195. Actually, with Johnson's son, I think he plays for Real Madrid. Actually, oh, there you go. Yeah, and scored a beauty, as you said. Then also on Wednesday, we have Poland-England. This is the most difficult trip game for England in this qualification round. This is another team that will play for sure the Euro. They will finish first in this uh, group, especially if they get a point at least in uh, Varso. We saw many changes as we expected in their victory 4-0 against Andorra, but remember that uh, earlier in this international break, they thrust Hungary 0-4 in style, whereas Poland Danny still Lewandowski keep scoring and scoring goals with the national team. Of course, it was with San Marino in this case too. But remember that also before he scored the opener against Albania. You see travel here for England, seeing that remember in the reverse fixture was a 2-1 victory, a close one and a suffered one for England. He was, and there was no Lewandowski back then because he was injured. Uh, there could be troubles in the sense that, um, you know, it's the last game of the three fixtures. Some teams can, some teams and players can be fatigued. Is a a long trip to uh, uh, Poland and then back already with the Premier League in their mind. Yes, this could be this could be tricky. You know, many changes for both sides against San Marino and Andorra. Interestingly enough, though, the Polish manager wanted to play Lewandowski in the first half to beat uh, that powerful uh, nation that is San Marino. I don't know why. You know, but anyway, they won uh, 7-1 with Lewandowski in the pitch. Then after 45 minutes, he subbed him. Anyway, you know, uh, Poland always seems to score. That's the good news for them. The last time they didn't score was against Italy in November 2020, but they only kept one clean sheet in 12 games. In fact, they conceded even against San Marino, winning 7-1. Lewandowski has scored in every game he played so far for club and country. He's going to be on the pitch 
in, instead in the, in the previous in, in the reverse fixture he wasn't and you know England what does England and Tor Andorra tells you about you know 11 changes for Southgate uh, the spectators were more interested in paper planes flying on the pitch than watching the game I mean I'm in the camp of those that says uh, these games they shouldn't even be played I think the small teams they should play between themselves before going into the qualifiers because we already have so many competitive football games we really don't need England Andorra or San Marino Poland in the international fixtures but these things aside you know nothing to take really from England's win against Andorra I almost felt sorry for Patrick Bamford he was given the debut but Andorra were, you know, were defending so deep he couldn't find a space in behind. So in the end, he could even score in his debut. Uh, England kept nine clean sheets in the last eleven games, but this could be a tricky one because they face, you know, a great centre forward and a team that at home, as I said before, often score. Often scores. It can go both way. It could be a Poland taking the lead early. It could be England coming back and winning or maybe uh, shutting the opposition down in the first half and then finishing them off in the second i can see goals 2.5-225 then actually Lewandowski got injured against Andorra so probably the supporters of uh, Bayern Munich they won't be happy with the Polish national coach seeing Leva again on the pitch against uh, a weak team as uh, San Marino as you mentioned then Let's move on and analyze the group of my national team, Spain. But in this case, we are going to pay attention to the Greece-Sweden Sweden game because Sweden was able to beat Spain 2-1 after that game. They rested. Now they are second in the group with nine points, but Spain have uh, more points. So if they are able to beat Greece, which is uh, always a tricky trip, actually, they will overcome Luis Enrique's men on top of this group. Greece, Danny, I said it's always tricky to play against them. And actually, Spain was unable to beat them, but they haven't won a single game yet in this qualification. Three games, three draws, including the one against Kosovo. Yeah, and they're basically out of the World Cup, I think, Greece. They took the lead against Kosovo, then they dropped back and back. They allowed Kosovo to control the game. In the end, they were punished in the very last minute by Muriki. Uh, a very mediocre game, I would say, for Greece. Van uh, Skip, the manager, chose the end game with the four central defenders. He was defending his box, his box desperately, so there was no pressure on the ball for Kosovo. And then in the end, they pounce and pounce and scored. With Sweden, they can't allow it because otherwise they'll be out of the game in the first half. Sweden were impressive against Spain. The movement up front, Isaac and Kulusevski combining a lot of youth and power and strength there. Also, Victor Klasson from Klasnodar, one of the best performances of last round in these qualifiers. I think Sweden are on the way to the World Cup. I wouldn't be surprised if they topped the group. It is a team that showed us also the Euros how a good organized team works, but without forgetting, you know, they got class up front, they got skills, and, you know, Forsberg as well is a very good creator of chances. They only lost two games, Sweden, in the last 13 games, so I don't think they're going to go to Greece and lose. I don't even think they're going to drop points. Sweden win, 227. 
Then our last game is in honor of Danny Fisichella, Italy, Lithuania in Group C. Italy, they drew against uh, Switzerland. They also drew against Bulgaria in this uh, international break. So, as you said, Danny, they are having a little bit of Hanover after winning the Euros. I guess they will bounce back against Lithuania, zero points for them. And also there is a Northern Ireland, Switzerland, interesting because Switzerland might uh, drop points. So uh, right now, Italy have a four points advantage with Switzerland with two games in hand. This is a good opportunity to have even a bigger gap. Absolutely. Italy, I mean, first of all, let's say they established the new record for unbeaten game, 36 uh, games. So that's a world record equal to uh, Brazil. They can do one more, of course, without losing against Lithuania, which obviously they will do. They won't lose against Lithuania. But against Switzerland, what happened? They missed a lot of chances. They were not ruthless in front of the goal. Jorginho missed the penalty. By the way, Jorginho, stop doing the step. I think the keepers understood. They don't have to move. And Sommer, by the way, is a great, great goalkeeper. And he read it perfectly. Man of the match, Sommer, of course. So that tells you Italy have been the better team. And I think is that was a game that had it been played in November, when everyone was fit, Italy would have won comfortably. However, it is also true that Switzerland were missing three or four key players and starters. But Italy were the better team on the pitch. However, if you don't score, you don't win games. And you know, it's the lack of sharpness, it's the lack of uh, intensity sometimes that Italy has shown in this game, in the games, and also in the games against Bulgaria. So two draws. It's normal because often in September, Italy always suffers. That's because Serie A starts a couple of weeks after other leagues. So I think it takes time for the for the players to uh, get uh, fully fit. However, they play this one in Sassuolo. Uh, it's going to be a big occasion, small stadium. So I think the crowd is going to be enthusiastic behind them to see the champions of Europe. And they play a Lithuanian team that lost all the last eight games. Uh, they are a poor team. They haven't got a great uh, structure or stars. I mean, I saw them against Northern Ireland at, at the back. They sometimes switch off. They conceded four. So, yes, I mean, Italy, I don't think they're going to be spectacular on this one. They're just going to try to do the job, put that one to rest, have an ear of what's happening in Belfast against you know, a Northern Ireland, Switzerland, because then in November, after the Nations League final, there is a crunching game, which is Italy-Switzerland. So yes, Italy, let's say under 3.5 goals in the game. So Italy going to do the job under 3.5 goals, not a spectacular game, 1.9. Then, Vani, thanks for analyzing the 10 more interesting games for us in this last uh, round of fixtures in uh, Europe. Tell us your account to finish off this. Okay. Five games, five out of ten. Denmark to win the first half. France and Finland, low scoring game under 2.5. Serbia to take the lead in Ireland. Germany, clean sheet. And Italy to win both halves. Total odds, quite high, 21.74. Then, Danny, a pleasure as always analyzing with you this uh, international break. Now, time for Serie A after these games. See you very soon. Thanks. Can can't wait. Ciao, Edu. Ciao. We have all the tips to bet in this uh, middle of the week for the international break in the UEFA. Let me know what you think about Danny's tips, of course, in the comment section. And don't forget to click on the like, subscribe and click on the bell to get notifications. Or 
If you prefer as well, you can listen to all our videos in our podcast. Thanks for watching and see you soon.